0: my name's Terry. Welcome to the
1: OddsCast. Welcome to the OddsCast.
2: Anything more? Welcome to the
3: OddsCast. And welcome to episode 32 of the OddsCast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo, alongside Joe DeLara, Terry takes Bruce and Corey doing another quarantine social distancing podcast. Things are starting to open back up. Apparently though, Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been doing to pass the time. We're going to recap the NFL draft, talk a little bit about the NFL season. Um, I don't want to get too far into it just because we're going to need to talk about that. Um, within the next three, four months and it's April still, but we can talk about how teams improved what we're looking at. And, uh, Terry, you can talk about his Nicaraguan soccer, Terry, how you doing?
0: I'm good. If I, if, if you had to bet what month it was, where would you confidently say it's April? Would you bet? How much would you bet that it's April?
3: I mean, I April and May, like May is my birth month, so I may hold a special place in my heart. So I, I'm the wrong person to ask.
0: Okay. Well, it was more of a quarantine joke, but it's fine. Joe, how you doing?
4: Well, hopefully my microphone doesn't give me away, but we're doing okay. Uh, I've been walking a lot and uh, feel pretty healthy feel pretty healthy. So we're doing okay.
3: All right. And producer Corey, just checking in on you. How's, uh, how's the city life treating you?
1: Bad dumb. can't go outside Dom.
3: <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the NFL draft real quick. Um, if you didn't listen to our podcast last week, shame on you. Um, we gave away a lot of winners. We were on the Tua. Under five and a half, Herbert over five and a half. Andrew Thomas, first offensive lineman drafted. Um, DeAndre Swift, running back, not drafted in the first round. Uh, Terry, how was the yes? Draft? How was the draft for
0: you? Sorry, um, please we, please refer please refer to me as Mister Secretary Steve Munchen because <laughs> we're fucking printing <laughs> money.
3: What was your favorite bet of the night?
0: My favorite bet of the night uh, was to, to the Dolphins because I I knew it was going to happen. I didn't want – the being a Dolphins fan made me believe that it, you know, made me very hesitant. But in my heart of hearts, I knew it was going to happen at a substantial sum of money that it was going to happen. So I won both financially and uh, emotionally. Yeah. Also uh, – my second favorite bet was Henry Ruggs to the Raiders just because it, I, I could feel out Davis vibrating in his grave. Just so excited that they picked the fastest receiver on the board. And Mark Davis definitely made his father proud. Definitely still trying to win his father's acceptance.
3: <laughs> um, my favorite bet. I don't want to steal Joe's thunder here, but I don't think this was his favorite bet because he didn't bet it. I was talking up Andrew Thomas all week um, and the Giants ended up going with him in my, in the craze of the Dolphins potentially trading up to three to at what was reported at the time to grab an offensive lineman in my, like, once I saw that report, I was actually believing it, even though Dolphins I applaud the Dolphins for masterful smoke screening, the entire draft process. Um,
0: You're an idiot, idiot.
3: but I threw down a unit. I didn't mean to throw down a whole unit on Andrew Thomas, second offensive player drafted uh, plus a thousand. And that paid off heftily. And, uh, but Andrew Thomas was my big winner of the night. I got him first offensive line and drafted, wrote a thing about it at uh, an article about it at the action network. Um, and then hit some second day bets too, um, with a lot of unders going there. Um, Joe, what'd you think of the draft favorite bets? What would you do differently next time?
4: Uh, I would have like, you know, the bet that really killed me was my no running backs in the first round bet. Um, so I wound up kind of it about even, uh wish that i followed more of uh, your guys bets. actually um wasn't able to take i didn't take a lot of the, day, the stuff that you took on the first day because me and terry kind of inflicted on a bunch of things um but started following the two of you guys a little bit afterwards and uh we started to make some more money so uh just wish that i had maybe done a little bit more research or taken into consideration some of the personalities like terry did with raiders and just taking the fastest guy on the board um so here i am the running back guy went against my like went against my uh philosophy
0: i should have known better can you walk us through so you make it it's thursday night it's live sports that you haven't that you've been thirsting for yeah thirst trap um you get through 31 picks without a running back What are your thoughts as the chiefs are on the clock?
4: So my thoughts at this point were that I had already bet Jonathan Taylor to be the first running back. So I was like, all right, uh, like, I don't think Swift is going. They're not really talking about him. Maybe like if they take Taylor, then I'll still wind up being okay. Like still making money, whatever. And then they fucking took Clyde Edwards hilarious. Like you gotta be fucking with me right now. Like just wasn't even on my radar as somebody that could have gone as the first round back, let alone the first round. So it hurt. It hurt, Terry. It reminded me of when I lose a buzzer beater, like by somebody on the Kings, taking it like way, way, way too deep. And it just like ruins a parlay. But I will tell you something. It was good to feel again. So
3: yeah. Uh, sure. props to the NFL for putting out a draft, um, virtually, uh, for all the talk about it being a cluster in terms of the it and the actual, um, stream that they were doing, everything worked out very well. Um, and it went pretty seamlessly. It was a little long, I think, but, um, who cares because this was the only sports action we've got in the last like month. So, um, props to the NFL, Joe, you had talked about Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, um, I want to talk a quick, uh, do a quick thing on rookies that will impact fantasy teams. I know we don't love to talk fantasy here, but in terms of like these impact players, yes, like, of course, we're excited that Andrew Thomas was the first offensive lineman drafted. But like, what the fuck does that mean for the average person? That's like, okay, like you have an above average. The Giants have an above average left tackle right now. But like what? Are the players you're looking at for the fantasy season coming up? Because those are the guys that, like you know, the average better or the average um, fantasy player are going to be looking at. Um, so, who do you like? There's a couple guys that I really like, um, but is there a couple guys you've singled out in terms of this fantasy season coming in that you're targeting um, that you think could have a first year impact?
4: Um, I mean. Obviously, obviously a lot of people are talking about Edwards Blair right now. And, uh, but like, I don't think he's really necessarily got like a good, a great like path to securing the, majority of the touches there. Um, so maybe like, I wouldn't like think about him as high as maybe some other people would. Uh, I think that, you know, it looks like CD lamb's put in a pretty good situation going to Dallas. It's a pretty high powered offense with all of their weapons, but you know, touches might be an issue for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a wide receiver, too, after Amari Cooper. So, it's like, um, Terry, any guys you're looking at?
0: Um, There's not, I mean, not really. Just got to wait for injuries. I mean, with running backs, mostly okay. it, it, it's waiting on the injury game. I remember when David Johnson came out, I drafted him, and then I had to sit on him for eight or nine weeks, just waiting for him to for the other two running backs in front of him to get injured. So it's kind of just like you're just going to be playing the waiting game. I think like Henry Ruggs obviously will get touches. I think they're going to be David Karl likes to get the ball out of his hands quick and I think that John Gruden's going to want to get the ball in a playmaker's hands, a guy that scored 24 touchdowns on what 80 80 catches at Alabama. So I think uh-huh. there's going to be a lot of touches um coming his way especially with you know like i said cars affinity for you know not not getting hit and wanting to get the ball out um but in terms of running backs um not i mean hilaire he's gonna get he's gonna get touches um but it depends on damian williams health um besides that i think it's just a wait and see it's an injury game we're not even you know, I'm sure what's happening in this off season. So rookies, rookies might be tough, might be tough. Yeah. this season.
4: One, uh, one run back, one rookie running back that I do think is interesting is, uh, like the Ravens took JK Dobbins and he, uh, they run, the Ravens run a lot of run pass options. Last year, they led the league with 230 of them and, uh, Dobbins had on 2020 during his college season. He, uh, of his were on run pass options like his touches. So, I mean, that's, you know, in terms of maybe being able to translate what he's done in college into the NFL, he might be a running back that might be able to have an impact as a rookie.
3: Yeah. uh, One of the guys, like I, I, you know, I understand all the, the love for um, Edwards Hilaire with the chiefs, but like just because he was drafted at the end of the first round, like Deandre Swift was taken, for three picks after him. Um, you know, there are other running backs in the second round. One of them, I, two of, two of them, I really like one. And I think they're in better situations than Edwards Hilaire is in, in Kansas city, just because that offense does throw a lot. Um, you know, I don't think that he's going to get like a, a running back one amount of touches, um, but cam Akers with the Rams, they don't have Gurley this year. They were going into the season or into the draft with just Malcolm Brown. And the Raiders didn't uh, – the Rams didn't have a first-round draft pick. So if they – you know, you saw what Gurley has done the last three seasons with the Rams. Um, last year, even though he was banged up, still had 12 touchdowns, a lot of red zone touches, had only 800, 857 yards on the ground. Um, but, again, they went to him a lot in the red zone. If that offense is anything – like if the baseline of their offense is what it was at last year um, – I think that acres is going to get a lot of red zone touches and he's going to get like 70% of the first, uh, the, the running back one work um, right now. He's 20 to one to win rookie of the year. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like if he starts going up in draft boards, just because of the situation and the other situation in terms of a running back, I like, and he is 10 to one to win rookie of the year um, is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Indy, Indy traded up to get them. They're a team that never really trades up and they have a top three line in football. And if you're like me, unlike Joe, who thinks that you could just throw anybody behind a phenomenal offensive line and he'll be able to split tackles and he will be able to move the ball. Um, Taylor is a guy in a great situation in Indiana. So I, uh, those are two guys that I'm looking at um, in terms of just other first round picks before we move on. Um, what do you guys like as far as just players that you like, you know, moves that you liked, who had a good draft, who had a bad draft. I know everybody's talking shit on the Packers for drafting love. Yeah. <laughs> But like, oh, yeah. just give give a sense of like what you what you thought of the draft, uh, and just talk about some players that you are looking forward to seeing in the NFL that may not be Tua and may not be Thomas for your own two teams.
0: Joe, I thought you were going.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: I don't.
4: Know. Let me think. <laughs> I like to call me
3: off guard. <laughs> um, I can I can go all day. I mean, if you if you just want me to talk about rookies in the NFL, I'll do it. But I want to love you.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, well, I mean, I mean I'm pretty excited to see uh, how some of these quarterbacks are going to do. Um, so that like, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, like how Tua does with all. With, Dolphins and like how that offense kind of goes into shape. Cause I feel like the Dolphins had a really good draft overall. I mean, Thank you. I'm, stealing, I'm stealing Terry's thunder here, but um, I feel like they were able to fill a lot of holes and uh,
0: fins up, you know, fins up. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about Tua because Dom specifically told me that I couldn't talk about Tua. <laughs> um Things I'm excited about. I'm excited about CeeDee Lamb to the Dallas Cowboys to see that offense work. Um they had I mean, with Cooper, Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott and you know, one of a, a very good offensive line. Will they have a quarterback in Dak Prescott? I feel like the CeeDee Lamb pick was not only value but also something to, you know, appease Dak Prescott I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how many points they can score Will they play defense? I don't know um, I'm also excited About uh, Jerry Judy To the uh, Denver Broncos uh, Newsflash I'm, I, I love wide receivers um, So just any wide receiver Anywhere um, But Jerry Judy could possibly be the best wide receiver In the draft Going to with Drew Locke See how he can progress um, John Elway has had some rough luck uh, drafting quarterbacks. He's had to lot, I and mean, he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, but that was more of a corpse of Peyton Manning, so what has John Elway really done in Denver? Hopefully, Drew Locke can, you know, he's hoping Drew Locke can save him, so he's putting weapons around him. Uh, other rookies? Simmons is
4: going to be really interesting to see how the Cardinals deploy him on defense, I think. Yeah, I... Um, I'm like really excited to see that. I like kind of wanted the giants to take him, but then the giants obviously had holes on the offensive line. So
3: Um, just a newsflash, like for people in terms of divisional markets and figuring out what's going to happen in the NFL this season. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to be like the sexy, like improved team, like Murray coming off the second year. And like, I, I really see a big rounds kind of thing coming for them. Um, I don't know if, if people are going to talk them up as like, Oh, they're like the new, like hotshot team. But like, I could see it just because of Murray and, uh, they, they Hopkins, like they got a lot of big names, um, that are like offensive skill position players, kind of like the Broncos did last year, but their line still sucks. Defensively they're not good. And it and Kingsbury is like, you know, he was an offensive coordinator like three years ago in college. So it's not I, head, I, head I
4: coach. Head coach.
3: Wasn't he like an offensive coordinator at one point and not a head coach? Uh some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But my, my point is he's like, until he proves he can win the NFL, um, I'm not betting on him to win, um, in the NFL. So, um, that's my take on the Cardinals, even though I do like Simmons, um, yeah, where
4: do you think, how do you think that they're going to deploy him? Like just speculating,
3: um, he probably grades out as like a Derwin James, um, just kind of safety rover, like who can play against cornerback, who could play like Nickelback, um, who can run with receivers, maybe play some tight end. I don't think they're going to be blitzing him a lot just because he's more of like a coverage guy. Um, but he definitely uh, is going to be an interesting player to watch.
4: Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see him.
0: Yeah. I mean, you keep talking about him. So I hope
3: so. <laughs> watch him be a bust. I mean, so like best case scenario for him, he's Derwin James who doesn't get injured. Um, worst case he is,
4: um, probably
0: somebody that we forgot already.
3: Jabril Preppers. Worst case he's Jabril Preppers. Is right. this is
0: Isaiah Simmons podcast? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <We've done that.
3: laughs>
0: Another thing I'm excited about is to see Justin Herbert. Bust. I just want to see him bust. I don't want him to see him be good. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's like, you're going to see that on the football field or where? All right. Last <laughs> last, he's last, <laughs> last,
3: last question before we cut the break. Um, last year, this is the 2019 draft. There were two teams That drafted in the top 10 that made the playoffs the next year. That was the 49ers who ended up winning the NFC. Number two, Nick Bosa. And then at number nine, the Buffalo Bills picked Ed Oliver and then um, won a wild card spot and played in the AFC playoffs losing to the Houston Texans, uh, actually blowing that game. Um, The Steelers picked top 10, but they were a trade up uh, to Denver. So those two teams, the 49ers and the Bills, made the playoffs. If you look at this year's draft, there's a lot of parody in the NFL. It's probably going to happen again. 2020 NFL draft, top 10 teams. Who makes the playoffs next year? Give me a, give me a one give me two teams that you think could make the playoffs next year out of the top ten uh, that just drafted. So you got the Bengals, the Redskins, Lions, Giants, Dolphins, Chargers, Panthers, Cardinals, Jaguars, Browns. Those teams you may think are very bad, but there's a good chance one of these two, one or two of these teams, win over eight games and make the playoffs. Uh,
5: I'll
4: go with the Jags and the. Browns. I mean, I guess it's kind of like the easy way out because they had like the latest picks, but uh, I don't feel like the the AFC South is just not like a particularly strong division. And I feel like the Jags maybe come out of there. Um, who knows? Uh, and then, you know, like the Browns, they just they really did not meet any of their expectations last year, but um, they have a lot of talent. And I don't see necessarily the reason why they couldn't be better. and um, at least contended for a playoff spot.
3: Okay, Terry. What about you?
2: Five hours later.
3: Terry, you're muted.
2: You don't been muted, but <laughs> damn.
3: You looked like you were going off. So you were in a zone. Bring that, bring that same energy. Run it, to, Run it back. Run uh, it back.
0: Very windy here. I was trying to mute for freaking for. for courtesy um the top two i would say one i'm gonna go homer i'm gonna go dolphins i think that that's under ryan fitzpatrick's helm captain of our ship um he looks like a captain of a ship with that beard um but i think the winner of that division is going to go possibly eight and eight we could see a seven and nine division winner AFC East plays the NFC West and the AFC West. So not a lot of games to be won by these crappy, crappy teams. Um, So I think that Dolphins could have a fighter's chance to make the playoffs. I think they're around like five to one at this point. Uh, Nah, maybe more six to one. Um, and then the other team, I would probably say, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the sexy pick. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals because I think that I'm, I'm counting on the Super Bowl curse, Super Bowl loser curse with the 49ers. I'm counting on the Seahawks being only Russell Wilson and that's it. They had incredible luck to win as many games as they did one score games as they did last year. So I think there's going to be a um, revert to the mean. Is that it? Revert, reverse, revert to the mean. And then I think the Rams are, I don't think the Rams are good. I think they're in salary cap. Hell they're paying um, Jared Goff $30 million a year to be an enigma quarterback. Um, And what's his name? Sean McVay has a lot to prove. So I, uh, I'll take, I'll take the upstart Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think, Um, Kingsbury is going to score some points this year.
3: All right. Um, The two teams I'm going with, Joe touched on them. Uh, I won't go too far into it. The Browns um, have a great team on paper. Uh, Defensively, they're very deep. Like If Miles Garrett comes back, no personal issues, no swinging at people, Um, he will be one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. And uh, I think the addition of wills shows like a lot of these teams kind of tip their hands when they go offensive lineman, because they think that, okay, maybe we're just like one piece away. Like the bucks trading up for Werfs um, shows that they just want to go for it. They need like, you know, just one plug and play guy and they're there. So the Browns, I think um, are, are, one of the more likely teams out of this top 10 to make the playoffs next year. Um, if we went to 11 top 11, the jets will get into them in episodes in the future, but I'm a little high on them this year, but the team that I'm actually looking at, um, I think that it's most likely out of the top 10 teams to make the playoffs in the draft um, would be the lions at three. Um, Stafford is the best quarterback in this group of 10 quarterbacks. Um, the lions, you know, they, they, When Stafford was hurt the rest of the year, they really just didn't win any games. But at the beginning of the season, if you remember, beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, lost on a last second drive to the Chiefs, Super Bowl champions in week uh, three. And then they had that game where they blew it in Lambeau. Um, I think it was a Monday night game Um, and they lost by a point. And then the wheels kind of fell off when Stafford got hurt. But this was a team that defensively they look great, can rush the quarterback. Um, and, you know, there's some signs with Patricia. I mean, they're not sign. I mean, there's reasons why you wouldn't want to bet on Matt Patricia to make the playoffs. But I'm saying out of these top 10 teams, the Browns and the Lions, I think, have the best rosters and are the best positions to make the playoffs, um, especially when we're opening it up to seven teams next year. So um, those are the two best teams, I think, in the top 10, and the teams that are most likely to perform a 49ers or bills s turnaround uh, from 2019. So um, any, re- any final thoughts in the NFL before we take a break?
0: To what, to what, to what, to what the
4: left. Well, are you going to bet anything? Are you going to bet anything right now before some of these free agents sign? Um, I, uh, so I was talking to you
3: guys, uh, outside of the podcast. And I think the, bo- the odds for the, Buccaneers right now, especially right after the Gronk signing, which I don't think is going to mean a lot. Um, the Bucks have a good team. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, I, I've, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad and they're going to come out and be a five-one team, but they're not. They should not be favored to win the division. And I think like once season comes around, I think and Terry, you had brought this up to me before, is that there's going to be. I think betters are going to look towards. Um, Teams that have some more continuity than others, especially in this coronavirus, like we don't know how many how much times these teams are going to have with each other before they have to play in preseason games. So, if you're looking at a, a guy like Brady, even though he's the best that's probably ever played the game of football, quarterback coming into a new team, new system, like you can't expect them to be all systems go from week one um, and you know cruise to the division. I I think that the saints being plus money to win the AFC South after what Sean Payne's done the last three, four years is, and now they signed Jameis. So it's like, it's the same thing as Bridgewater. Like if breeze goes down at 41. Like they have a guy in there that's capable, more capable than a lot of backup quarterbacks. So that's a bet that I'm looking at. Um, I don't really like a lot of the MVP odds just because I think that Jackson, uh, is probably going to win that again if like he has just a normal season um and the odds really aren't great like you're going to need a guy to come out of nowhere um and other than that like maybe i'm looking at team wins over under over unders but i i think that you know there's still a lot of free agent signings to go except for you know especially a quarterback but i just you know Saints Saints plus money to win the division right now is stupid, and the NFC South, uh, the NFC South, is stupid.
0: I think that's I think that's a good value. Uh, I disagree with yeah. your comparison of Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater. I, I understand they're different uh,
3: quarterbacks. I'm just, talk, I'm just I'm just talking about like it's not like it's just going to be the Taysom Hill show, like some complete unknown, you know what you're getting. Um, and he's an NFL caliber quarterback. Like he threw for 5,000 yards for the last like three years. Do yeah. like,
4: so. you see Taysom
0: Hill is going to be listed as a flex in fantasy? Is he? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston are two completely different football players.
3: I agree. I agree. I'm just talking about Teddy
0: Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is a backup you want because he's Teddy checked down and will not is so risk averse that he will not ever throw a football that could possibly be intercepted. Whereas Winston gets in the game and he sees triple coverage and sees Mike Evans and is like, no, fuck it. Mike Evans is gonna catch I'm throwing it anyway.
3: I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying it's not a nobody. Like, he is a half-decent quarterback. He turns the ball over a lot, but he's half-decent. And you probably wouldn't lose. Like, let's say, like, Rogers goes down. Love comes in. You don't know what you're getting. Um, Russell Wilson goes down. Seahawks, they have no backup quarterback right now. I don't know who's going to play quarterback. With the Saints, I know that you're probably losing. If, like, Breeze goes down week one, like I think the team is good enough to maybe lose like two or three less games backs. Like the season will not implode on a, on the back of a 41 year old quarterback and Drew Brees. That's my point.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm off the saints. So,
3: but those are the bets I'm looking at. Um, I'm high in the saints. I'm high on the Vikings a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not pulling the trigger just yet. Um, But I think there's a a huge amount of value on the Saints just because I think that people are looking at the Ravens and Chiefs as like top tier of the NFL. What I think the Saints, at least on paper, should be in that conversation. So you're getting them as like plus 700 to win the NFC and 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. When I think it should be more like four to one to win the NFC and 10 to one, nine to one to win the Super Bowl.
0: Dom, do you like the Saints?
3: I do. I do I I like them a lot.
0: Do you want to circle back to Isaiah Simmons?
3: (laughs) Joe was talking more about Isaiah Simmons. I didn't even bring him up this time because I lost the bet on him. I picked him over uh, under six and a half and got fucked. So Okay. Last bets you're looking at, Terry.
0: I thought that was it. We talked about them all.
3: Okay. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some Nicaraguan soccer. What you're doing in quarantine and uh, some light at the end of the tunnel for baseball and NBA. Disney World. Anyone want to go? No. Okay. Daniel'll take him out of here. Book them. All right, we're back. Episode 32, Oddscast Podcast. Um, we talked a little NFL, now we'll move on to MLB, NBA. Seasons are postponed as of right now. But, Joe, what are you hearing as far as when these when they're going to bring these sports back? What's the timeline on it? How are we looking at it um, in terms of betting coming up?
4: So, uh, I guess let's talk about baseball first, because uh, it seems like it would be some of the bigger changes. And it looks like they're leaning towards doing some sort of three division uh, setup up there with uh, East central and a West. And they would have 10 teams per division. Um, and the top four teams in each of the divisions would qualify for the postseason. So they're looking at about a hundred regular season games with it starting in July. Uh, and I think it's pretty, it's pretty like, an, it's a pretty interesting format. I don't, I think it's, it would definitely be something that they might even try to do moving forward, um, maybe on a permanent basis, but I'm not really sure uh, if it goes well. Like, What's certainly- the deal with the
0: DH? Are we eliminating the DH? I'm
4: not 100% sure. Uh, question. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if it's like it would be treated like it has always been, where uh, unless you know. Um, where it's. I just, don't. I'm asking you. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they've come out with that. Information yet, uh, hmm. but I feel like my gut would say that they would lean towards not doing a DH or towards doing a DH rather than not having a DH. Um, just in terms of pace of play, moving games along, and there's more offense because are the there... don't have athletes as pitchers. Basically, is yes. what you're saying.
3: What are do they have the the divisions out yet?
4: Yeah, they're the proposed ones. Yeah. So the east be the Red Sox, the Rays, the Pirates, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Nationals, the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Marlins and the Orioles. So uh, of the four, if you're picking four teams, you're probably looking Rays, Yankees, Nationals, Mets, I think.
3: Um yeah, I think you're the Phillies will be the Phillies, Mets, and Rays will probably be battling for that those last three spots. I think the Nationals and the Yankees are probably the best teams on paper. Um,
4: Rays are sneaky good. Rays no, are I, sneaky
3: good. I understand. Yeah. that that's just my my thing. Terry, yeah. what do you think of what the East? Uh, and would you bet this now? Like, are you looking at like
0: nothing to bet now?
3: There's Nothing to bet. The only
4: thing you can bet, I think is world series odds, which are like preposterous. Like the Yankees and the Dodgers on William Hill were plus 300 each. That's insane.
3: Yeah. I mean, one of these years, that's (laughs) ridiculous. Um, I mean, I'm just looking for teams that like potentially like the, the divisions are a little unequal. I don't know. That's why I'm trying to get a sense of what Terry thinks real quick of like, who's coming out of the East. And there's three teams coming out of the 10. There's four. Four. Shit.
0: Probably the Yankees and I don't know the Rays. I'll say the Mets to make you happy. I don't really care. I'm not an East guy this year.
3: Okay. So let's go to the central.
0: Yeah. I'm now we're talking.
3: So the Central the Indians,
4: the Cardinals, the Braves, the Brewers, the White Sox, the Twins, the Reds, the Cubs, the Tigers, and the Royals. It's probably a
3: better division.
4: Yeah. Top I think to the bottom. Grew it, grew it, top to bottom, yeah. Um probably gonna run it back with the Twins. Uh the Braves for sure. Uh then I start like my next two teams kind of make me a little nervous, but the Cardinals are pretty good. And then I go out on a limb here and say the Brewers.
3: I would like, where are the Indians? The Indians are good. I don't know. I just don't like,
4: I think the Indians are good, but like their pitching just, uh, I I just don't, I'm not a big
0: fan of the Indians.
3: Terry, where are you at? That's
0: an awkward Corey cut that sentence.
1: I wasn't going to bring it up until you did. Yeah. (laughs) What was the second? A, we know where where they are. They're on the reservations we forced them to live on. (laughs) B, Joe, if you have any biases, maybe don't mention those on the air. (laughs) That's all I have to say about the Indians.
0: Yeah, there we go. I'll
1: talk about that.
0: Fair. I love that the Braves are in the West. Keep them out of... To keep them away from. They're the, in
3: the central. They're that's central.
0: what I meant. The central. But they're so far west. They are. They're far. Look at. Look at a yeah. fucking map. They're directly yeah. south of Cincinnati. Yeah, they're they're
3: the further.
0: They're closer to Mississippi than they are the Atlantic Ocean.
3: They're further west than Cleveland.
0: Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. That You wouldn't know where that is because you don't know how to read a map. I have no idea.
4: Interestingly no idea.
3: enough, Tampa is west of Pittsburgh, technically. Interesting.
0: But is it west of Atlanta?
3: No, no. But yeah. I'm saying like Pittsburgh and Tampa may, should have. If they're doing pure geographic lines, Pittsburgh would be in the east.
4: Yeah. Competitive balance here. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I
4: guess well, the
1: Earth is curved, Dom. It's not just a flat surface. So you can draw a perfect line. Oh, you sure about your longitudinal lines there?
3: Pittsburgh is in the east, right?
1: Yeah, P- Pittsburgh no, is in, in the in... Oh. wait.
4: Yeah, like... Pittsburgh in the east. Pittsburgh in the east. The Braves are in the central.
3: We're already fucking this up. This is right. a stupid idea, MLB. All right. no, so who are your Let's four, get crazy. Who are your four, who
4: are
0: your four teams here?
3: Uh, oh, it, I, I don't care. Indians, Indians, Cardinals, Braves, Cubs.
0: The Braves used to be in the west when there are only two divisions how about that.
3: All right.
4: The West, right. The West is, uh, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Astros, the Giants, the angels, the A's, the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Mariners. So, uh, the Dodgers and the Astros, the A's and the angels. I think this is probably like got the most, I-, I think this is probably the easiest of the four to pick the top four teams.
3: Like what, who, what's the team that gets the biggest boost from a shortened season? Like, are there any attributes, like a team that's better at pitching, so, a team that's better at hitting, like, you know, like, I don't know.
4: Or, like the Yankees are getting like a big advantage now because they had so many guys hurt in spring training. So by having that like pushed off, at I I would say that it benefits teams that maybe have uh, younger pitching. So um, those guys aren't typically used to throwing as many innings. uh, So I don't think the teams are going to be as concerned about having them throw for a whole season. Um, So I think you're looking at teams like some of the guys even on the Indians, uh, some of their younger pitching uh, coming off of injury or like Shane Beaver, somebody like that. Uh, The Braves also, I think, pick up a little bit of an advantage there. So I think it's going to be more about younger pitching, um, being able to throw more
3: or just pitching in general, like Degrom's going to go seven innings every game. Cause the innings count is going to be low this year. Yeah,
4: yeah exactly. Exactly. So that, that's what I would
0: have met. Um,
3: anything else with baseball, Terry, before I moved to the NBA?
0: Well, I mean, I'll just say that Degrom will probably still go six and 10 with a 1.5 PRA. <laughs>
3: That's good enough for the Cy Young in my book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what was your question?
3: Uh, just anything more in terms of baseball? Like, I, I was asking just generally. Does uh, like is there a certain team that benefits from a shortened season? I
4: don't know. I don't like, know if there's like, any specific team.
3: Like in the NFL, like with a shortened preseason or like a shortened off season, we're looking at teams that have more continuity and less turnover between season to season. Um, right now, like, you know, but that's 16 games. Every game means a lot more than a 100 game season. 100 games, still a lot of games.
4: Yeah. I, As, yeah. I mean, it's all
0: so random.
4: Yeah. I imagine like more like if you're looking at a team that's going to benefit, it might be more of like a fringe team like a team, like say the Phillies or something like that, even where like they're there. If they get hot, cause they have good, decent hitting, then maybe they can like sneak into a playoff scenario under this format. But whatever,
0: I don't think, yeah. Whatever team star doesn't get coronavirus, They'll be, they'll win.
3: I, are you optimistic that we see sports with, with fans this year?
4: No, no, maybe football. I, like, but maybe like the playoffs. I don't know. I, I'm not really all that optimistic.
0: I don't even know if fans will go. I
3: would go if there was cheap tickets. I got masks.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would definitely go if I get like fucking like close to the court seats for the playoffs. I'm there.
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm just you know, people with people with money. I mean, the tickets will be cheaper, but I don't know how many people are going to go. Yeah.
3: All right. NBA, what's going on, Joe? So it sounds like there or there
4: is some sort of proposal to uh, play the rest of the season at Disney World. Um, and I think what the thought process is, is that they have enough facilities to do this. But then also, like they could really house uh, like everyone um, between the players and the staff and uh, be able to keep everybody in a kind of a contained area uh, and they have the means to do so. so kind of an interesting spot uh, I'm not it's not hundred percent clear what the logistics of it will be like how many games there will be per day uh, or like if they're gonna try to finish all the games that were left of the regular season um, but it does seem that the NBA is like close to the end of the season you know about say 19 games or so for everybody
0: to play. Uh, this could be a viable option. I what think you- they I think they should just play knockout. You nominate one person from each team, you get in line behind the three-point line and you play knockout until there's one person remaining and that team's and that team is the champion. Thoughts. That's and like that would be something
3: a, that's like a play. Skip Bayless kind of thing.
0: I mean, the Warriors could win because Steph could, is back. The, the Nets could win. You could throw you could throw KD out there. You get all the stars on the court.
3: True.
0: Yeah. Sorry for being an innovator.
3: Um, same concepts. Uh, same kind of question. Do you look at any other team? Do you look at teams differently, knowing what you know now about a different?
4: Uh, if the if they're finishing the season. Um, like full season, I look at the Blazers a lot, um, and I think they could be a problem because they're going to be getting uh, Jusuf Nurkic, back, uh, who I think is a dramatically improved player. Obviously, he's coming off of a bad injury, but I think he's going to be in a better scenario. Um, I think the Lakers benefit because you're looking at LeBron who uh, they they really have not done any load management with. So I think it'll be to see how they use him or how many more minutes he would be able to play. Uh, and then same thing really with the Clippers, with why Paul George. Um, and the Nets are obviously a wrinkle. Uh, I think Durant's agent has since said that he doesn't expect Durant to play, but if the season gets pushed off longer and longer, maybe he will play. Um, and that obviously makes them immediate contenders in the East, I think.
3: Interesting. All right. Uh, pods and Rex to take us out. What have you guys been doing in quarantine? Do you have anything to recommend to the listeners? Uh,
4: so I recommend uh, getting some nice red wine. Um, I've been trying to, like, switch up my drinking habits a little bit. Uh, and exactly. So I, like, I'm like i a big fan of cab uh, savs, you know, and I've been ripping a little bit of Josh lately. So that's where you a 21-year-old girl. Navy. No, they drink the white stuff. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's a clip. Um, so, uh, but, uh, so, Jesus Christ, Joe. Cause normally I'm a bourbon guy, but now, uh, we're trying to like, I'm starting to transition into where it would be more of a tequila type of season for me as it gets to be more nice out and like you start moving outside. Uh, but in the meantime, to kind of ease the transition having a little bit more red wine uh, and I'm going to be buying my first bottle of Casamigos for the year, probably within the next uh, like week or so. So I recommend uh, maybe trying something new, uh, trying a different drink, mixing
0: it up, being your own bartender. Uh, live a little here. God bless. Um, okay, I'll go. I've been doing uh, a lot of yoga lately just trying to get flexible trying to get you know fit um and it's nice you know being able to touch your toes like um all the rap songs tell me to do um (laughs) and yeah it's it's good to be mobile be have flexibility be have some mobility you know not i'm you know i'm i'm getting old we're all getting old. We're all going to die. But, you know, why not move a little before you get get into that grave? Namaste.
3: Namaste. I'm going to recommend uh, Warzone Call of Duty. Uh, been playing a lot with producer Corey. Uh, it's free to download. Um, if you want to know what the kids are playing when they talk about that Fortnite shit, um, this is a good introduction because if you played Call of Duty like I did growing up as a teenager, young adult, um, controls are all the same, just same format. Like, and it's fun. Get on with your friends, hang out, play some video games, and uh, survive.
1: I'm going to recommend uh, changing up your breakfast order. I've been in a routine, and uh, today I threw it off. I've been having scrambled eggs almost every morning. Uh, decided to go with a nice uh, bacon and cheese omelet. Um, I nailed the flip with the pan, which was immediately it was a good day. As soon as that happened, um, and uh, it kind of just gave the day its own new little pep. Uh, it it definitely stood out among all the other. Forty some odd days, I've been stuck here eating eggs in the morning, Um, and you know, just try something a little different to break up your routine. I know everyone's telling you to oh find a routine. It'll be so much easier if you have a routine. That's fucked. That's fucked up. Like we're not robots. Try something else. Break your routine for a day. Maybe it'll make your routine seem fresh again. I don't know, but it definitely gave me a little oomph today.
0: So you ate? I thought. So you ate? Usually, it's scrambled eggs, and then today you yep. ate eggs with bacon and cheese. <laughs> that <laughs> that, were, that or, were very
3: close to scrambled.
0: That were, that were instead different. of scrambling, they were just Everyone flat. That. That, that,
3: that, that were scrambled adjacent.
0: Look, I thought you were going like, to be like, oh, I ate eggs. oatmeal today, or I had, uh, I had Greek yogurt. 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 Yeah. Of your egg yeah. Yeah.
1: So oatmeal is very hard to come by nowadays because uh, it can be preserved for such a long time. And I will not fuck with any dairy in my refrigerator at this moment. It's a dangerous scenario, because I will forget it's there, and it will go bad. And I will be stuck in here with it.
3: I will... So, following up with that, have you done hard-boiled eggs at all during uh, quarantine?
1: Soft. So, a couple days... um, Probably last week, soft-boiled eggs on a piece of toast. I haven't done that since I was like 10. Delicious.
3: Because it's like, there's nothing in me like uh, doing like doing six hard boiled eggs, eating one of them and then making some egg salad that'll last you like the next two, three days.
4: Oh, I haven't had egg salad in a
0: while.
3: It's great. Sounds egg salad. Gross. Egg salad's Sounds great. So Toast of bread, tuna salad, Why would I
0: eat cold eggs.
3: I
1: agree. Egg salad's gross, but it does remind me of the four year old virgin, which is a great movie. So it's back on my good side.
0: <laughs> what a spin. Who eats egg salad? Egg like salad, that egg. sounds disgusting.
4: I like egg salad. That I think sounds it's good. good.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I like nice, my eggs nice, fresh. Nice tomato. You love
4: deviled eggs too, Dom? I do. I do. Uh, oh, yeah, deviled, I give like me an egg, yeah. egg, a egg. little bit of Why paprika.
3: What eggs do you like, Terry?
0: Uh, over easy, with meat, and then you Let sop it up with toast.
3: Tomorrow favorite kind of eggs
0: my favorite kind of eggs are over Over-Easy, easy probably over easy yeah. with some hash browns and some breakfast meat you cut up the over easy you cut up everything I was just eggs talking,
3: over- about, the, was just talking you, about the I was just talking do it about the Percy Corey, favorite egg
0: A egg bites no
3: what is what your favorite type of egg to eat with breakfast <laughs> i
0: have
1: to go classic scrambled
3: okay
0: did well, these, yeah, if, if it's an egg, if yeah. I'm only eating the egg, I would do scrambled, but it's like a runny scrambled. Dry, yeah, dry soft, scrambled soft are, 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 ugh, ugh. Trash. You know You're who makes dry shiny. scrambled eggs? Our yeah. friend, our friend Robert.
3: Who only knows how to <laughs> make scrambled really, who
0: just learned how to make scrambled <laughs> eggs, they're just dry I, scrambled
3: I, eggs. I, I
0: agree,
3: I agree. <laughs> usually <laughs> you have to hit them with the hot sauce to make them make them go down
4: yeah Joe favorite kind Uh, of over
0: easy not like no question about it
3: Um, oh aren't you the problem well well, the problem the
0: problem the problem is if you're only like if it's you're only eating the egg and you're only
3: if it's your last meal your last meal what and you had to have an egg what do you eat? I'm going to change my answer. But it
0: depends on what's going with it. If I'm only having the egg, I would eat a runny scram. Well, I don't think you're having so you're, it with breakfast.
3: You're in breakfast. Texas. Okay, like so before, before, they change, before they changed the law because somebody ordered like 50 things and didn't eat any of them, like you could have anything. If eggs are on your last request to the state before so you a get meal. lethal. It's Okay. It can be part of a meal. What is okay. to me? To me, poached eggs is my favorite type of egg. It doesn't matter what the fuck I'm oh, Then the it's
0: over easy. Then I'm saying over easy. Then okay, because It's going to be a meat. It's probably going to be a steak with it. A steak, steak, and eggs. Soft boil.
3: Soft boil. Joe, are you still
4: with it. If it's just the, only the egg? No.
3: No. Uh, Where are the have you been fucking listening? <laughs> no,
1: he's been I, looking at his phone. He literally
3: tapped
4: out. I already. I was gonna just stand with fucking over
0: easy. Okay, right, but don't okay. Wait. It. Well, can no, I, I ask a follow up question? Can I ask follow up question? Yes. Okay. So, if you're only eating the egg because that's the assumption you have been operating under, if you're only eating, if you only have eggs and it's an over easy egg, what do you do with all the yolk that's left over on the plate? It. Um, lick it. Okay. Um, that's I need to. Know.
1: <laughs> joe aren't you afraid of powdered eggs isn't that why you don't fucking order scrambled when you're out
4: yeah i hate those
1: all right Do you like i just, yard scrambled I'm just not really like a fan of
4: scrambled eggs like i'd rather just if i'm gonna have it on a sandwich and like or if somebody's making it like and they don't want to or they're not skilled enough to make it a perfect over easy i'd rather it just be like flat out fried egg last question
3: um real quick before we end Last meal. You're getting the death. You're getting the electric chair. What are you getting the death? You're getting the death. <laughs> getting the death. <laughs>
1: easiest, easiest answer ever. It's Which a Taylor is, ham, egg and cheese on a cinnamon raisin bagel, salt, pepper, ketchup.
3: Put me in the ground.
0: That was uh, not what I was I expecting. Yeah. I don't know what that is.
3: We can be any meal now. It does it have to involve eggs. One meal, one meal I have
4: egg on the mind right now.
0: What kind of meat is that?
4: Uh, uh, I'm definitely going bone-in ribeye, um, side of onion rings, and asparagus.
1: You're gonna eat vegetables before you die, boo! Was, yeah, dude, asparagus,
0: man. Boo. so good with a steak.
1: I think it's to big farms by just not eating veggies before you die. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Terry, last meal.
0: Um, I would probably go. Hmm, I would probably go old homestead, Gotham ribeye, thirty-four ounces, medium rare. I would get uh, a fried egg or an egg with that, just you know, just in case Forget breakfast. I would probably also order some Popeye's fried chicken. I would also probably get maybe. Mm, Probably McDonald's fries. I, I know they're not that good, but like they're good when they're fresh. Um, to top it off, probably, probably also some onion rings from the best establishment out. Okay. That's I think good. Th- good I you. think that would be it. Terry right. is the reason oh, why that and, and that
3: then, is no longer. Yeah, exactly. You fucked it up for everybody. I don't even get a last meal anymore. Yeah, and probably for dessert, probably
0: for dessert, like a uh, 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 chocolate mousse, peanut butter type like cake or concoction. Not a
3: not a dessert guy. All right. That was it. Terry fucked it up. I get no more last meals. Um, and down starved before they put the needle in his arm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. whatever. Problems, uh, they all they the state money. They needed less medicine for you.
1: The last thing he tasted was the metal that you taste because of the chemical reaction in your body. Just yeah. like the human centip- centi- centipede. Yes, centipede. What a, what a
5: way to end this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Um, episode 32 in the books. What? Uh, Next week, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what's going on with the MLB NBA. We'll start to bet that. We'll start to bet that. If not, um, we might be doing some NFL preview pods. Um, haven't decided yet. Um, AFC one, one week, NFC the other week before we get into the fall and the summer, actually, quite frankly. But hopefully we have some sports coming in the next month, hopefully. Um, until then, see you. Hope you guys are staying safe. Thank you to the lovely listeners. Anything else you guys want to say? Nope. All right. Goodbye.
5: (laughs) You'll say we've got nothing in common, no common ground to start from, and we're falling apart. You'll say the world has come between us. I know you just don't